You've killed. You believe there are things worth killing for? Not things. Not property. What about beauty? Flawless, timeless beauty. Perfection itself. Wouldn't you kill for that? Life is beautiful. That girl was beautiful. Yes, she was. But the beauty was transitory. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we watch another episode of Highlander and talk about it in detail. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Keith. I'm Kyle. Eamon. All right, and we are your rewatchers. And this week we're going to jump right in with episode 19, Eye of the Beholder. This first aired May 8th, 1993. It was directed by Dennis Berry. Uh, he was a French director. He did like a ton of Highlander, like 34 episodes, plus like a bunch of Raven episodes. Whoa. Uh, he also did, I noticed on his IMDb, one episode of Rin Tin Tin Canine Cop, <laughs> uh, which I remember aired on like the Family Channel in huh. America. and With always the same pr- tagline, it's no secret <laughs> <laughs> how one dog solves crime. Oh, it's not a secret. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's no secret. <laughs> I was going to ask what his secret was. I need to watch the show. I, I always remember no, watching, don't. like, <laughs> that would air, like, around the time Zara would air, or Maniac Mansion was another show that was on the Family Channel at that huh. time. Yeah. Also, the Super Mario Brothers Super, Super Show. show. <laughs> oh, is that with that guy? Isn't he dead? Lou yep. Albano? Lou yeah. Albano. Lou Albano. A lot Albano. of wrestlers in that show. Captain Lou Albano. And they say the F word in the very first episode. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he goes, ah, fuck you, Luigi. <laughs> what? And that's, I, it's clear as day it's amazing <laughs> it's it is real good <laughs> ah, wow. fuck you luigi oh, man. <laughs> super mario brothers super show rewatched <laughs> yeah god that'd be awful <laughs> that'd be torture <laughs> who would it be torture for us yes yeah <laughs> i think everybody uh this was written by a french uh writer christian bouveron uh, he did four episodes of Highlander, and it was also co-written by Lawrence Shore. I, this was really... <laughs> he did eight episodes of Highlander. He has a very sparse career. Uh, so he worked on Highlander in the 90s, but then he only, after Highlander, he only has three other IMDb credits. One in 2000, one in 2007, and then one in 2015, which is for something called Hanukkah Hoops, which is a documentary about basketball and the uplift, uplifting spirit of Judaism. What? <laughs> What? (laughs) And he dunked for eight days and nights. (laughs) Eight crazy nights. (laughs) This episode... (laughs) It's really good. That is... Hanukkah hoops. What? Uh, This episode guest stars Nigel Terry as Gabriel Piton. Uh, He's got a lot of credits, but most notably, he is King Arthur in the, uh, what, 1983 movie Excalibur? Oh, that's pretty cool. He's also in Troy in Doctor Who. Ugh. <laughs> uh oh, that was for Troy. But oh, I thought, yeah. okay. We're gonna get in trouble here. Yeah, I know a lot of angry emails. <laughs> IMDb episode description for this one is: Gabrielle Piton, an immortal fashion designer, kills one of his models after she finds a stash of stolen artifacts in his apartment. Now the girl's roommate, who is an acquaintance of Richie's, <laughs> is in danger of the same fate. And Duncan, who is an old friend of Piton's. <laughs> Must step in to prevent his friend from killing another innocent person. Like, this description sets up everybody's relationship to each other. <laughs> we don't need all that description. You're and supposed the, to be brief. Yeah. <laughs> and then a police officer, a stranger to all of them, <laughs> <laughs> attempts to figure out the crime. So, yeah, we, uh, we start in a dark mansion-y bedroom. It's not that dark because it just goes straight to banging. Immediately, that is all you get. Yeah, there's just naked, just naked side boobs. Yep. <laughs> it's just like a bad romance. And then there's like, it's just a, like a bad romance novel because it's just like these naked people having the clunkiest dialogue. Yep. I, could, I look around and I can't believe I'm in your arms. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> Bleh. The, the, the David Bowie looking dude. He looks like David Carradine. David Carradine. He Killed gets up. up. He goes to do something. I don't know. 
He like he says they have to prepare for a show. What type of show? We don't know. All right. But, so uh, yeah. the the girl gets up and she. I don't know how she does it. Does she set off a music box and that opens a secret she, door, she or are these has, unrelated? Yeah, she has like an earring, and she she has well, she has two earrings for one, one for, for both ears. Ear. Yeah, and she has one, but she's missing the other. So she's like looking for it. She touches the music box, and the music box is like the switch to open up the secret passageway. So I'm no architect, but if I was designing a secret passageway, the trigger would not be something that invites people to touch it. Yeah. Like, by design, people are going to touch this music box to wind it up. Yep. Like, you want it to be a thing that people aren't going to fiddle with. Yeah. You know. Like your tax return. <laughs> yeah, or like that random... Or a fiddle. A fiddle. A yeah. fiddle. Could be a fiddle. No one knows how to play a fiddle. Hey, diddle, Except diddle. Except the devil. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, point is, Gabriel Piton, you should not have booked your secret passage this way, mm, unfortunately. Yeah. So she goes in, and this room is filled with, like artifacts there's yeah. beautiful paintings there's sculptures there's stuff yeah uh it kind of reminds me of like connor's hexagonal room he has in the first movie that's oh yeah like his like i don't know it's like his little secret space yeah uh, and he keeps like all the sweet stuff there his secret stash yep but unfortunately for this woman this was for david carradine's eyes only and also one of these paintings i guess was stolen yeah which she has points it. out he, she just goes oh isn't that the painting that was stolen and she says yeah she says it like a robot she's like Francesca di Romini. Isn't that the painting that was stolen last year in Italy? It's like... <laughs> also, why is she teeping ca- keeping teeping cabs? Why is she keeping tabs on a painting that has been stolen a year ago? Yeah. Like, in another country. In another country. Yeah. That- and then she recognizes on site. It's yeah. like, oh, there it is. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's that stolen painting. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so Eli's like, I'm sorry you had to see that. And he pulls out this weird, like, ice pick looking or needle... Thing. It's like a giant needle. Yeah. yeah. And he just rams it through her neck, I Brrrp. guess. Yeah. yeah. Which, also, you must not respect your stuff all that much. And I'm not saying there should be, like, gore on TV, but you just stab someone, like, through their jugular vein, basically, yeah. with a needle. Like, there is going to be some mess and, like, some spurting around all of your priceless paintings and artifacts. Yep. Like, let's try to avoid that. Yeah. Yeah, he says all th- this whole collection is connected to the most beautiful women in history. Like, this is, like, serial killer, like... Does he also have like a collection of like toes or something? Like, I don't know. It's this is a weird co- co- collection he has. Yeah, he's immediately creepy as hell. So, cut to Richie at a restaurant. <laughs> he's ordering some fruit de mer, uh, or he gets it delivered to his table, and it's this big seafood platter. Uh, and he's like, I ordered the fruit salad. It's like, no, you ordered fruit de mer, which means fruits of the, the of the sea. Mare is sea. Like maritime, eh? Right. Wow, um, very good. You got a little lesson there, folks. Yep, this has been your... <laughs> etymology re Etymology, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Richie's response is so absurd. Afterwards, he's like, I just don't understand why they can't call things what they are. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, they can't call things what they are in a language that is not spoken in their country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Richie's like a six-year-old. There's this no. woman sitting next to him. And he's like, she's like, oh, it's good. And he's like, you try it. Like, I don't want to eat it. Like, yeah. Apparently, Richie hates shellfish or seafood. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, this is a big tie into uh, the the uh, Band of Brothers episode where he's like, oh, like when we go to France, like I'm not going to have to eat like frogs and oysters. Oh, it's you're like, right. Not yeah. right snails. away. He says you got to wait. Oh, oh it's like you got to wait not four oysters. episodes in. And then it's like oyster time oyster as well. Time. So oyster his, time. His his pretty companion decides to join him for yeah. some shrimp cocktail yeah this also starts a new trend of what what i have called in all of my notes fuck me i'm richie (laughs) the way he's like hi i'm richie like i am keeping hard track and keeping a a hard hard track track. (laughs) i'm I'm keeping track of every time richie goes hi i'm richie to a lady and i have a whole folder in my computer of every clip (laughs) wait a minute (laughs) he does it a lot a whole folder on your computer you say yeah Hi, I'm Richie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also, like, Richie is just constantly punching above his weight. Oh, I yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe the ladies find Stan Kirsch more attractive than I would ever dare assume. But he is, like... <laughs> he is a virile young lover, as we <laughs> <Yeah>. always say. <laughs> well, I agree. Like, we also set up later, this person is, like, a fashion model. Like, yeah. 
So Richie is basically trying to pick up a supermodel by, you know, not knowing how to read French. Right. And yeah, it's like, hey, what's 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 your move, Richie? How do you pick up the ladies? Oh, I get really picky about food. <laughs> <laughs> ladies love it when yeah. you're grossed out by oysters. <laughs> they say that oysters are an aphrodisiac. That's why. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> but then the cut from this is amazing. Oh, it just yeah. cuts straight to, she drives me crazy. Cool. Ooh. Or yeah. is it ooh? We don't know yet. I looked it up. It's ooh. It is ooh? But I like yours. I think I like fuck this. you, songwriters. <laughs> yeah. I like this fan theory better. Yeah. But yeah, we're treated to Fine Young Cannibals, which is a nice tie-in to the recently enjoyed For Tomorrow We Die. Yeah. Yes. So is that like a deal they cut? Like Probably. Yeah. They were like, we'll feature your song. I'm glad they showed restraint in not playing it on his episode. Yeah, I think that would have been really yeah. weird. That would have been groan-inducing. Yeah. yeah. But they did it with Joan Jett. They did the... Uh, Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb. Yeah. Although, yeah, as, Kyle, I think you brought this up, that it does create a weird little thing, because Jer- Joan Jett and the Fine Young Cannibals exist in this universe. Yeah, so they have yeah. doppelgangers. Yeah. Only in this case, one of them is an insane murderer who kills people <laughs> with gas and has a hook hand. <laughs> so that will be an awkward meeting. Like Let's, what happened to like old power? Like what about like bad Spock? He just had a beard. This, yeah. this is, this is going to be extra jarring. <laughs> He's got gas grenades and a pirate hand. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was the same character and he had to do like concerts? He's like, Oh, just have a hook hand now. <laughs> Yeah, we're at the fashion show. Turns out that Duncan and Tessa and Richie are invited and all have backstage passes. Is that a thing? Is there such a thing as backstage passes to a fashion show? It's like, hey, do you want to see a bunch of women change clothes? Mm, Yep. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I just... I just would never have assumed that's a thing. No, and it didn't look like anyone else had backstage passes either. There were a lot of people back there. Yeah, they were involved, congratulating involved in the show. No, there were people like in uh, tuxedos, and they were like, yeah, uh, magnifique. Like, yeah, magnifique. Yeah, yeah. After it was oh. over, when it was done. I think, I think when it's When the normal. show was over, they were allowed back there. I think it's okay. The show's over. <laughs> but anyway, so they're there, and Duncan doesn't look too pleased to be there. Um, oh, and it should be noted also that Maya is one of the models. That's a reveal. Right, that's revealed later, yeah. So it turns out that this is a show featuring... Pitone's, uh, like, new collection. Uh, and, and that's David Carradine, the yep. David Carradine-looking yep. guy. the murderer guy, who McLeod is acquainted with. He's another one of his old friends. Right. So we get to learn about their friendship. There's a flashback uh, to 1786 in, like, a poorhouse? In, like, a, ha- in a harem. Yeah. It is uh, so Duncan not flattering. And Pitone are, like, drinking and, like, pouring it up. Uh, yeah, they are, and they are drunk. Yeah. They are very yeah. drunk. I like seeing this Duncan. It's fun. The crazy, wild Duncan. Yeah. Youthful. Kind of a jackass, but. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah these guys are assholes. Yeah. And uh, Pitone is like asleep on a woman, and Duncan has to like wake him up. <laughs> like, we have to leave. And he pulls like pearls out of his shirt, Pitone, and he's like, oh, I stole these, blah, blah, blah. And he like smells them. <laughs> so I'm like, gross. Do pearl like, uh, pearls don't like, they don't smell like anything, do they? Like, no. Let's not think too hard about this. Yeah. <laughs> Oyster connection. Ah, you're right. So he's stolen these these pearls, and he's bragging about how he likes to please women and steal their jewelry. So they go outside, and it turns out somebody has sent some soldiers to get these pearls back. This is a really fun scene. I like this a lot. Uh, I don't know. There's, again, great costuming, and it's, like, very swashbuckly. Like, the music's really, like, upbeat yeah. kind of... It's it reminds like me weird, of like a classic old movie. Yeah, it's like kind of heroic movie. It's yeah. like like the old Robin Hood movie or something. The yeah, one, the Adventures of Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think they do a really good job of setting up their friendship. Like yeah. in kind of these two scenes, I'm like, yeah, these guys are great friends. Like it feels really fun. They're having a good time together. Because uh, sometimes I feel like in these flashbacks. You're like, why are they? We're friends? like, why do they even like yeah. each other at all? Yeah. Like these two guys are having fun. Like this is a very like bro down ho down sort of yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, and like, and like bro downs. Uh, this guy is so rapey. His dialogue. <laughs> if they didn't make such a conscious effort to be like, oh yeah, women really like this guy. He he actually does want to make them happy. He's just like so rapey. Yep. I would just be like, yeah, he just seems like he's like, like oh, yeah, they wanted it. Like, <laughs> Ugh, he's yeah. gross. Yeah. Yep. He is quite unsavory to me. The other thing is they don't kill any of these guys, the soldiers. They just kind of Yeah, they just kind of punch them. And, them. Yeah. yeah. Which would have been, if they'd killed these guys, they, they would have been such 
assholes. Yeah, Because yeah. it's like, oh, wait, so you stole something from... <laughs> From this woman who apparently liked you, and then you murdered <laughs> the well-intentioned soldiers trying to recover them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then it flashes back to the fashion show, and uh, Duncan and Patone are getting, I guess, kind of reacquainted at this fashion show, right. and they have this crazy interaction that is flirty. Like, yeah. If this could definitely be taken a different way, taken out of context, this is a it's a doozy. So is Gabriel Patone now. Still trying to make women happy, I see. Many people. Thank you, thank you. Succeeding, Duncan, succeeding. You're looking fit, not quite in my league. And he looks him up and down. Out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you don't really want to put your money where your mouth is. I have a else training mouth. area <laughs> of my apartment, if you care to join me. <laughs> yeah. It's like four reaction shots of them pumping eyebrows at each other. Yeah. <laughs> So Duncan and Patone, good friends. Yep. Yeah. Which also, maybe these people can weigh in. Again, just amping up how creepy I think this guy is. He's kind of old looking and not very attractive. Oh, I think he's got kind of a silver fox quality to him. I suppose other people will have to weigh in on that. But I was just like, it real, my, my notes just say, him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll ask. That'll be a Facebook question. Yeah. Is this, is Patone a sexy guy? Richie and Maya kind of walk away to get a drink together. And then we cut back to see their interaction, and Richie's just like, uh, uh, what's up? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, man, you are blowing it. Like, yeah. this is no good. He's a, he's a smooth operator. Smooth operator. Shade. Richie. <laughs> Richie then immediately is trying to move in on the model from earlier, but he gets kind of shot down because Gabriel decides, like, oh, no, no, she's coming with me to a party. Right. You peasant i wanted to say uh when richie runs into maya at the fashion show richie says i'm a bit of a fashion monger myself <laughs> which i'm a little unclear on which things can and can't be mongered but we know I, fish yeah fish can be fish fish and cheese fish, can certainly cheese. be rumors I, can no. be mongered maybe fashion as well we're not we're not sure here yeah i don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> the rules of mongering are as complicated as the rules of the game yeah. <laughs> kill bill is escorting maya out of the fashion show a cop comes up who does not sound french at all no he like accosts them and he's like i i've got all these questions and yeah he has a complete american accent yep. uh, like not even an attempt and again it's 80 yard and again he f like flubs lines <laughs> yeah. like uh, it's this is weird, uh, yep. it, or it almost sounds like it's eighty yard with a French person that they got to speak in an American accent, speaking like phonetically. They were yeah. like, "Sound these things out, <laughs> and it'll make a sentence." Like these are words. Yep, <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> also, there's a really funny like background dialogue with some photographers when they start walking out. There's one photographer who's like, "I'm gonna take the shot over there," uh, uh, and then he like runs, <laughs> but it's like you missed the shot. Like it's such <laughs> gobbledygook. <laughs> So they go downtown, uh, but Richie is very suspicious of this whole thing. Yeah. Well, and the questions, I guess we should say, did we say it's they found the woman who Patone murdered? Yes. yes. They found her body in an alleyway next to the Seine. And Maya and Patone, well, Patone obviously knows this person, but it's the model that Maya replaced for the fashion show. And they're roommates. Right. And she is, they're asking her to identify the body because they couldn't contact this woman's family. Right. So back in the cafe, I guess like the next day, Richie's there with Maya and he's asking questions. He's suspicious. Right. Like already. Why? I don't know why. Just because he doesn't like Batone? Yes, that is exactly. That is 100% <laughs> of it. Yep. So this is an odd scene because he's like he asks questions and it's like, oh, we've only been roommates for a couple months and like was seeing anybody, blah, blah, blah. All this, all this scene tells us is that they weren't roommates for long, which is, I think, irrelevant. And that the relationship, like, she was seeing somebody, but it was a secret. But we already know it's a secret because in the first scene... They say it's a secret. They say it's a secret. Yeah. So it's like we've, lear we've learned nothing from this. What, what we do learn is that Richie is blowing this. Like, <laughs> yep. he somehow manages to, like, kind of have a date or, like, a one-on-one -on -one with this person. And he's being a, such a dick. Like, he is really aggressively questioning her. It's like, yeah. oh, hey, that person you wanted a date with, you're on it <laughs> right now. Yeah. This might be that date. And yeah. you're being a huge asshole. Yep. Maya storms out because, you know, Richie's 
grilling her. <laughs> and Richie comes back to the barge and he witnesses Duncan doing something on top of the barge. We need a montage. <laughs> Duncan is dressed like a weird pirate person. Or he's he's also even dressed like the uh, the cook from Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got like sweatpants, a bandana, a vest. And he's swinging a pole around. Yeah, he's like, it's supposed to be like some martial arts training, but it just looks like... It, it looks all made up. Yeah. Especially with the way they cut it, it makes it look even more confusing. Yeah. There's all these like cross dissolves where he's like still on top of himself yeah. as he's swinging the staff around. And it doesn't look like... It doesn't look long enough for what he's doing or something. Like, or it looks like a kendo sword, like that yeah. he's holding the wrong way or something. I mean, I'm no expert, so correct me if I'm wrong. This looks <laughs> like they're puzzling. Yeah, they're just to me. It's like Duncan, take this stick and just do some gobbledygook on like the top <laughs> of the barge because you need to be doing something. Also, he's wearing headphones, and I, I think listening to like a Walkman. Uh, yeah. What what is Duncan listening to? Oh, uh, the fine young cannibals. Ooh. Naturally. Yeah. Or classical music. Yeah, yeah he always he, yeah. He, he likes to put on classical music at completely inappropriate yeah. times. <laughs> like when you're training. That'll get you really pumped up. <laughs> but just on the topic of what the hell they're is he doing and why is he doing it now? Because this is the first time we've ever seen him doing whatever this style is. Yeah. And then later he does take Patone up on his offer mm. to get hot and sweaty in their yeah. training room right. together. And they're doing some kind of staff fighting that they right. both appear to be proficient in yeah. yeah so it's like they never really quite established why this is a thing or there's even another connection there's even another is. scene where duncan is doing tai chi on the the yeah. bank there and it's like there are three training sequences in this episode <laughs> so richie's like asking about the tone and women yeah he's like oh can i interrupt and he's like this isn't a good time but what and he's like yeah what's the deal with women yeah. like <laughs> duncan's just kind of poking at him the whole time also which is pretty funny when really the answer is be fucking nicer richie yeah. and don't grill people when uh, anyway don't don't grill your hopeful girlfriend about her friend being murdered the day after it happened yeah, yeah. it's like hey you know what's really romantic your dead friend am i right <laughs> fruit steamer uh. Uh, so Duncan is like, you're dealing with someone that has 300 years of sexual experience with women. Like, you're he like, say no the contest. word sexual. <laughs> he just says experience. But oh. like, you're no contest. Like, also, he's a pro. Yeah. And also, being a creep. I, I feel like Richie has that nice guy syndrome where he's like, oh, why, I'm such a nice guy. Why don't any women ever go out with me? It's like, because you fucking suck, Richie. All right. <laughs> That's why. Because you're really not a nice guy. Yeah. Because you're an asshole. <laughs> Uh, the supermodel now is back in that same bedroom where Patone murdered the uh, the first girl. And lo, she discovers that earring. Because this guy, as we've established, is like a jewel thief and mm -hmm. can't help himself. So he stole, he's the one who stole the, the other earring. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't steal both. What's that about? Yeah. Oh, he needs one. It's just a trophy. It's not like he needs money. I know. That. He's not like he's going to wear them. <laughs> Or maybe he's going to start a new one-earring fashion trend. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. All you have to do is kill someone and take one of their earrings. That's right. That's the, that's the trend. So she sees this and then makes up an excuse and runs out. Yeah. And like any master sleuth, she takes this amazing clue to a total stranger. Right. And she doesn't know what to do. She's talking to Richie. and she's, She takes it to Richie. Yeah, Richie. She doesn't know what to do because if she is wrong about this, it's going to blow her like big shot at becoming like supermodel star but if she's right then this guy's a murderer and that's bad news yeah. but actually either way she's worried about not becoming a star like she yep. seems to not really care in a weird way she's like well like maybe he did do it but that'll like but my chances of being a star yeah like, ah, your it's, friend right yeah also he's a murderer <laughs> the other thing i thought was funny about this scene he's like oh so this earring proves that Patone was with cynthia the night when she was murdered and then maya says but he told the police that he did not see her. <laughs> also, I don't know the that point. the earring times it. Though, oh, if she was wearing the other earring when she died, maybe it does. Right. But yeah, she said when she went to identify the body, she was only wearing one earring. Right. Yeah. So Richie decides he's going to, like, break into, like, the pimp mansion and <sighs> scope this place out. So two notes on this. So, well, first, Pitone leaves, and this is Richie's opportunity to get in. I checked out the original script, and what they shot is not what was written. Huh. The original script has Richie dress up like an old woman with groceries, 
and he <laughs> hobbles his way to the front gate and someone lets him in because he can't like put the bag down and that's how he gets into the <laughs> are you fucking kidding nope, me oh not. good so that's that which is amazing i wish they filmed that. i know right <laughs> that needs to be a deleted scene the reason richie ostensibly is breaking in here is to find some evidence that he killed the the woman which spoiler alert, he does not find but he's, <laughs> he presents this by saying like oh this earring isn't enough this isn't enough it's like enough for what you just <laughs> proved that this man was with a dead woman the day she died and at bare minimum you proved that he lied to the police during the official investigation into this thing it's like yeah, maybe you're not going to convict him on that, but you can probably do things like get a warrant and discover the murder stash. So I have two questions for you, Kyle. Yeah. Kyle, you're a lawyer, right? Yes. All right. <laughs> Establish that for the, uh, the court. Kyle is a lawyer. Um, so two things. One is if Richie found anything, is that like admissible because he stole it? Like, does is Richie going to blow this because he's acquiring evidence like illegally? So usually no. It's the the standard, I don't know what it is in France, so who the fuck knows? God knows. But uh, in the United States, for the most part, probably differs state by state, but the general principle is if it's not police directed, fuck you, you <laughs> ass. I'm just teasing, I'm just teasing. <laughs> All right, everyone out there, you'll never know the answer to this question. No, tell us, uh, tell us. So <laughs> tell us. if it's not police directed and someone gives it to the police... The police are allowed to accept it. They gotcha. couldn't like tell a civilian go steal that. But if someone acquires a piece of evidence that the police would not have been able to go in and retrieve themselves, it's usually okay. Because mm -hmm. again, the Constitution only deters government action. Government. Gotcha. All right. Not so private citizens. The second point I wanted to make was, as you brought up, like, well, they do have enough to kind of like get a warrant because of the zeroing thing. Maybe they do have enough to get a warrant, but she kind of maybe blew it by taking it out of there. She's her roommate. So when they present, like, she found, like, uh, Maya has the earring and it was in your apartment. He'll just be like, no, it wasn't. It was probably at her apartment. She just picked it up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, he has so much deniability to this now. It's insane. Kind of, but. What do you mean? Like, he can just be like, it wasn't here. And she is a person that totally could have had that earring because well, she they, was lived with her. Well, for one thing, they he wouldn't be able to present that before police raided his house. Right. No, I'm uh, sure they could get a, a warrant. But again, there's no evidence there anyway. So, Well, there is if they get into his so secret, secret goddamn room. <laughs> yeah. Or like who knows what the hell else is in that house. At bare toes. Minimum. Probably toes. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. stolen painting. Stolen <laughs> yeah. paintings. Like his house is apparently full of contraband. Yeah. All right. So – but would, just, would they take that action with just that piece of evidence? I don't know. Maybe. At bare minimum, you better believe they'd be watching him very closely and right. you know, actually investigating him. Yeah. He'd become a suspect. Yeah. But again, the police in this show are, as this episode again proves, truly and righteously incompetent <laughs> on this show. I don't even – like there's not even – like the only time we see police in this episode – well, I guess except for when they come to question – Maya, so never mind. And, but, and when well, there's other many instances, yeah. But like in related to the like this murder case, there's like no movement from the police except for that like one example. Yeah, like although yeah, the investigation just seems to stop. Yeah, and then they show up later, I guess. But right. we'll get to that. So Richie finds no evidence, and worse yet, he trips some kind of silent alarm, and Kill Bill comes back because he's got like a beeper. Yep, <laughs> he's got like a sensor that goes to his. <laughs> car i don't know richie hides in a closet patone yeah. finds him in the closet uh they get in like a weird scuffle and richie tries to makes up this ludicrous story about he's like oh like I, they told me if i stole your uh, designs like my debts would be paid yep. it's like what guys it's like the guys the guys with the uh the, the, the noses like the guys with the noses <laughs> yeah uh it's kind of funny i guess uh but then richie throws like a bottle of brandy it breaks on the, the ground, and he's like, are you through? And he's like, not yet. And he lights him on fire. This, this is, is the craziest thing. Yeah. It's so bonkers. It's like, hey, I just came here to, I came here looking for evidence, but I figured I'd commit some light arson <laughs> while I was at it. So uh, he, he, yeah, he could have burned his entire house down. Like, and there's this guy definitely lights other people, on fire. There's yeah. definitely other people, I think, that live in this place. Like, I, I think this is like a fancy apartment building. Yeah. yeah. And again, he does light this man on fire. Lights him on fire. <laughs> we'll have to put this clip on Facebook uh, because it's also kind of amazing. Like the guy that the stunt guy they have that's lit on fire, just flailing around. <laughs> <laughs> 
also he recovers from being like burnt alive pretty quickly. <laughs> well, we don't know. He could have just stopped, dropped, and rolled off camera. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yes. Richie goes back, and Duncan's yelling at him. Do we want to play this clip? Yeah, let's play Duncan this. This is fun, Richie. What's the matter with you? In all this time that you've been with me, haven't you learned anything yet? Oh, Mac, give me a break. He killed that girl. I'm going to the cops. And tell them what? You found an earring, so you broke into his apartment, and you set him on fire? <laughs> <laughs> what you what don't, don't do? <laughs> break into someone's house and set them on fire. <laughs> and fail at your mission. Yeah. And utterly fail at what you set out to do. So Richie is now on David Carradine's shit list. And Mac has to go talk to Patone to try to clear this mess up. So they have like a this discussion while they're like sparring in his training room. Um, it's kind of a fun scene. I, I like when there's like dialogue while yeah. people are fighting. Like again, I wish they did that more with like some of the end fights because I think it, it moves the plot a little bit more and you get some character development like instead of just watching people slap each other with stuff. Yeah. Uh, Patone thinks it's like okay to kill for beauty. Like this is a, again like weird, twisted serial killer logic. Like I don't know what his plan. Like what is the deal? Like he's like the beauty's transitory. Like transitory. So you have to murder it. Like I don't understand what that is. Yeah, it makes zero sense. I his position. I think written in a certain way might have been compelling, but I just don't understand what it is. I, yeah. I guess it's just not clear enough. It's like, I, I guess know. the people die at like a point of perfection. Like we'll never see them fade away and become like, eh. <laughs> but that, in context, that's not why he killed her. He killed her because she discovered his shit and happens to be a person who keeps track of missing French paintings or Italian right. paintings. <laughs> Makes no sense. So why does he, ha I mean, they, they've implied that he's done this before. So why do we think he's killed other people? Like maybe it wasn't in this scenario, but I guess in other scenarios he's killed. I don't know. For this weird beauty reason. I guess, and like he's willing to. We get another flashback soon after, and right. he like he's willing to kill Duncan for for a necklace for a necklace. Yeah, yeah. So we get this flashback now, and normally this show flashbacks like the transitions to a flashback. It'll be like it zooms in on someone's yeah. eye. It'll zoom into like they're usually kind of some like set piece or some element of the scene is in both the flashback and in the present. Uh, in this one, they just flashback to a woman having an orgasm. Like, yeah. it, it pulls out yeah. of her mouth, and it's just like, eh. <laughs> it's It is, I, it's surprising for, like, <laughs> afternoon on UPN. Yeah. But Duncan is Duncaning the Duchess. <laughs> Duncaning. Yeah. Duncan Duncan's the Duchess. Yep. Duncan Part donuts. two. Yeah. Right. Uh, but then he gets the buzz, and it turns out it's Pitone. Part two, the buzz. <laughs> uh, he's there stealing some more shit. And he's like, yep. dude, he's like, you promised me you wouldn't steal. It's like, stop cock blocking me. Like <laughs> and Patoon's like, hey, listen, I saw the necklace I liked it. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> I can't just not take it. Yeah. So Duncan's basically like, I'm not going to let you steal this necklace because it's my friend's and I told you not to. And Patoon's like, well, I like it and I'm stealing it and there's not anything you can do about it. So they start fighting. Right. Yeah, like he threatens. He's and like not even just like, hey, we're scuffling. He's like, yo, I will decapitate you, Duncan. Yep. But they also established that it's like I didn't stay here to take your head, and like, well, I didn't come down here to take your head. So like, they don't want to chop each other's heads off, but they're but he, going to. He has got to leave with these stupid pearls. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, he, this guy's such an asshole. Yep. Yeah, like it's like, why are you still this guy's friend's dunk friend, yeah. Duncan? He's clearly a bad person. Yep. Yeah. Uh, also, I, there was something interesting I noticed in this fight is that Duncan is not fighting in this scene with his katana. So oh. I was kind of curious. I haven't kept really good track of it throughout the show, but it's like at some point, like, you know, in in his early days, we see him that he's got his like Scottish Claymore. Right. He's had some different swords, but at some point he gets this katana. And uh, often in flashbacks, he is using it. Right. Yeah. Um, so in this flashback, it's 1803 and he does not have the katana. In the previous episode, The Lady and the Tiger... Uh, that was 1804 in Bavaria, and he did have his katana. So it's like, did he get it in between? Uh, so a little... No. Because <laughs> right. I don't think he could have gotten to Japan and back in that, <laughs> yeah. in that amount of time. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I looked up some, some stuff. Uh, so a little bit of a spoiler alert, because at some point we do find out there's like a, a whole episode in season four about how Duncan gets his sword, which is really cool. Hmm. Um, but yeah, he gets his sword, according to that episode, in 1778. So he's now had it for a while. So I guess he's yeah. just 
for some reason not using it now. Huh. Whatever. But. Well, it doesn't really go with his outfit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Duncan accessorizes. <laughs> because he knows that friendship is mortal's most valuable treasure. That's right. <laughs> I was like, it's like, oh, I, I got that in a fortune cookie once. Yeah. Or... <laughs> it's like a Care Bear slogan or something. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan's Care Bear stare. Anyway. <laughs> so Duncan wins and spares Patone. After Patone is groaning, what a loss to generations of women yet unborn. Uh. <laughs> yeah, he... Uh, he lays it I, on thick. Yeah, yeah, I cannot get over how... Uh, like, just seedy I find this man. <laughs> yeah. Like, he yeah. is... I don't know. He's gross. He's gross. He's I don't oily. know if this character didn't age oily. well or what. Or if he was always this gross. But yeah. I don't know. No, no bueno. Nope. So coming out of this flashback, we are treated to this amazing scene of Rich. Essentially, Richie is playing Highlander. Like, he, oh yeah, he's That's alone. Amazing. He's alone yeah. in the barge, or he thinks he's alone, and he gets Duncan's sword. Also, Duncan doesn't have his sword with him, which is not That's good. Weird. Maybe that was a show of good faith to Patone that I'm just here to talk. Yeah, uh, it's a risk. Yeah. So then Richie's like quoting the Gathering episode he's like i'm drunk of a cloud of the climate and then he even does like a christopher lambert voice his connor voice is amazing yeah. we'll, we'll put the clip on facebook it's awesome same clan different vintage <laughs> <laughs> and he's also making whoosh sounds yeah, yeah. it should be noted <laughs> it's like me pretending to have a lightsaber when i was five yeah right? that is what it's like <laughs> it's like yeah how old is richie right now he's like 18 19 18 years at the old. oldest yeah <laughs> mac basically called in a favor and Patone promised not to harm Richie right. for lighting him on fire. <laughs> so Duncan has this really intense scene with Richie where he like instructs him how to defeat an immortal. I don't know. It's, it's kind of intense. Yeah. You know how you fight an immortal? With your wits and cunning. You take out your gun and you shoot him in the chest. And you shoot him again and again. And when he rises... I shoot him again. No. <laughs> you run like hell. <laughs> so, that crazy piano music. This reminded me of The Matrix when somebody's telling oh, Neo, yeah. like, it's almost like the same thing. Like, oh, when you say an agent... Like, yeah. What do you do? And he says something. He's like, no, you run. Like, it reminded me of that a little bit. But it's pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah, this feels like it has, like, a lot of gravitas to it. Yeah. It's like... But Richie decides to take this a little too literally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just decides he wants to commit more felonies. Yep. He decided that he has not committed enough felonies this episode. Yeah. He needs to amp it up. Yep. Batone calls Richie at the barge and says, if you ever want to see Maya again, you're going to come here. And yeah, so he uh, he he goes outside. He buys now. Here's I'm embarrassed. I couldn't remember what are those sticks called that the Canes? blind people use. But <laughs> is that what no? But oh, like, like a walking cane or a... the 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 one where you tap the ground is that just called a cane? Seeing eye stick. Seeing eye stick. Don't, don't they have that. a don't they have a name? I, I think it's just a walking. I swear they had a I, name. Anyway, I'm not aware of a name. So there, uh, he has this thing. And uh, so he's pretending to be blind. Right. Also, I want to note that that deleted scene that they had, like this episode in its original form would have had Richie dress up two Twice. different yeah. times. <laughs> <laughs> so he's pretending to be blind and somebody helps him across the street. Like he's staked out a cop. So now he's going towards the cop and the cop is like, oh, I'll help you cross the street. And Richie like reaches behind the cop's back and like lifts the gun off him. Yep. Ugh. Yeah, that is so risky. That is also such a serious crime. Yeah. Almost yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Also, when Richie's crossing the street blind, he like does a voice like, oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> right. you. Like, like, you don't need to do a voice, dude. Yeah. Like, you don't also need to be old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, Shuddy. Yeah. That's basically what he's doing. Uh, so he steals a cop. A cop? No. He steals a gun. Uh, also, I, uh, one thing I wanted to note here is this is, I think, the first appearance of Richie's big star jacket <laughs> this appears in other episodes richie has this like black leather jacket and on the back it just says big star <laughs> <laughs> richie does show up 
and it's a dark room and Patone's there and he's like, where's Maya? And he's like, what are you talking about? And he pulls the gun on him. Yep. And he's like, I'm going to go goes straight to 11. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then the police bust in and they're like, we got you. And it's like, that's the guy that like broke into the house. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. He's like, house. that's the guy yeah. that broke into my house. And so and he says he threatened to kill me. Right. Yeah. So Richie's done. Yeah. But then, so Maya is also there for some reason. I don't know why she needs to be there. Yeah, she didn't have to be there at all. This could have just been a little scheme of his. And Richie puts her in immediate danger by screaming at her, tell them that he's the murderer, tell her about the earring that you found. Right. So and also, like, great police work because nobody follows up on that, like, immediately. Like, n- nope. none of the co- There's, like, six cops there, and they're like, hold on, wait, like, just want to tell me about that real quick? Like, yeah. before we leave? No? Nope. Okay. They just cart Richie off, and that's it. So uh, now Maya's in danger yep. because of this whole, all Richie shenanigans. Um, so then Tess comes back like rushing back to the barge to tell Duncan like the lawyer called or whatever and like Richie's in jail. So then they go to meet him and Richie's like, oh, you got to bail me out. And they're like, oh, we don't have that in France. Right. Which is interesting. Yeah, I don't know what their pretrial release system is like. But... I looked it up. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they just don't have bail. Uh, it's up to the judge. It's, I guess, actually exactly what they say in the episode. Like there's a, a, a short hearing. And the judge determines right then and there if you're able to go or not. Yeah. Huh. That's good. So. The bail system is a corrupt institution. There we go. So also, Duncan has a very funny joke. He's like, oh, like, because uh, the the judge is away on vacation, so Richie's got to wait for a day. I don't know why there aren't multiple judges. Yeah, like, there are. The, the justice system does not go on hold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, in Paris, it's like, oh yeah, we're one of the largest cities in the world. There's only one person on duty who can <laughs> who can possibly do this. And like in the United States, that's usually like a 24 hour operation. Like yeah. most places, there's like someone on call at all times for when someone gets arrested because you know pretrial detentions are not good. Yeah. So Duncan has a funny joke. He's like, oh, don't worry. He's like, the, the chef is probably French. <laughs> yeah, fruit steamer. So they basically let Richie rot. Yep, but, but Richie warns Duncan that Maya's in danger now. Right. Because of this whole thing. So Mac goes to confront his old pal Gabriel and arrives just in the nick of time as Maya's about to get the axe. Yeah, Maya stabs Patone with like scissors or something because mm-hmm. like, he starts really threatening her uh, and she runs off. Um, and then Patone grabs his sword, which is just sitting, like, on the table with, like, the clothes. Yeah. And I was like, what's that? Like, I guess Maya never <laughs> noticed it. And was like, oh, you have a fucking sword. Like, yeah. what is I that? Thought, like, I thought there was something on top of it. I, I didn't. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was just yeah, there. I don't remember. Yeah. So he's going to get her, and Mac, like, makes a pretty dramatic entrance. He, like, jumps down from, like. Like a catwalk. It's yeah. like crunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he jumps down like 15 feet or more. So this set is, I think, pretty cool. Like, So this is Patone's studio. So all the walls are white. And then it has like these mannequin busts everywhere for like clothing design. I don't, it looks yeah. like it would be the set of like a music video. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's a cool backdrop. Uh, yeah. Like it reminds me a little bit of the, in For Evil's Sake, like the mannequin warehouse. Mm-hmm. Like it has an interesting visual look to it. Yeah. So they have a fight. It's pretty cool. Matt gets disarmed at one point. By getting a mannequin tossed at him. Right. Yeah, Uh, he disarms him with the mannequin. Yeah, so this is the second mannequin-laden fight scene we've had. I really like the lighting in this one, though, but I I don't really feel like it was used to good effect. Like, it was kind of a neat-looking thing, but it never really became part of the action. Because you basically had, like, all the mannequins were being front-lit, and they're, like, these massive shadows were being cast on the wall. Uh, I was kind of expecting like the killing stroke maybe to oh, be, be captured by those lights or something. Mm, yeah. I don't know. It was a it's, cool look because it was all it was all black and white. Like Duncan and Patone are all wearing all black. So it, it's got this kind of stark visual look to it, which is cool. And then there's one bit of color, which I thought was yeah. again very music video y, but uh yeah. cool. Like there's this red cloth strewn on the floor. Uh so eventually when the quickening does happen and Duncan chops Patone's head off, he falls into that red cloth. So it acts as this kind of Proxy for blood, hmm. which I thought was neat. Yeah. And spoiler, Mac wins. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And there's like an odd bit to this quickening too. Like there's like an electric ghost that comes off of Patone. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what is this? Like a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Mac ate his soul. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I think that the end of this, the end of this is pretty satisfying for me. Like as like a storytelling thing. Like Duncan is not pleased with this. Like he no. starts, like he gets like hysterical afterwards. Yeah. Like he is really upset about this. Uh, which I I, li- I like when they they kind of give a little bit more weight to these deaths and like yeah. what it means to have to do that to your friend, right? Although here again, like they did seem very friendly in that first 
flashback we saw, but as Kyle mentioned, why is Duncan friends with this guy? Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of an asshole. And it, it's kind of like the Kim Sum thing again. Like, this guy's like an insane supervillain. Like, why are you <laughs> friends with him? Like, he's like, so I don't know. I think I would have appreciated maybe if the second flashback wasn't just him stealing and them getting into like, if this was this guy, like if Patone was Duncan's like, I can cut loose on a weekend friend. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, like, this is like my drinking buddy guy. Like, it's right. like, I don't act like this all the time, but like, he's a, he's a fun, like, definitely just a fun dude. Yeah. I don't know. That would have um, been good. Yeah. And maybe that's why he's, he's his friend. Like, yeah. it's just one of those guys. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then he like finds out like, oh, wait a minute. This guy actually is kind of a scummy guy. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah. If I wish Duncan didn't know about the stealing all the time. Like, yeah. Maybe if they were just like good friends going to parties all the time and Duncan didn't realize he was secretly like stealing from these women mm -hmm. behind their back. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be better. Even yeah. then, the stealing's not so bad. When the, I mean, compared to the other shit. This yeah, guy compared does. to all the other kooky, like serial murderer, <laughs> like obsessed with beauty and its transitive properties. <laughs> and, like I don't know, that's nuts. So the wrap up of this episode is odd, uh, absurd. Yeah, so insane, cartoonish. <laughs> it's on the it's on the barge. Duncan's wearing this bright bright blue sweater. <laughs> Looks uh, great. Yeah, Richie comes up in some red flannel. I don't know. It's like Richie's like, I'm sorry. And he's and Duncan like shrugs. He's like, Well, things change. And it's like, wait, what? Like two seconds ago, you were like crying hysterically because you chopped one of your best friend's heads off. Then like this quirky music comes on. Yeah. <laughs> and I it's like they're just uh, best friends forever. Like they giggle, they laugh, he puts his arm around him, and yeah, it's like hug. that's yeah. it. And it's like, uh and Richie is not still in jail exactly. yeah. for some reason. Well, this is all even more insane because it's like Maya saw Duncan enter this studio and like he's headless in there now. Like, yeah, she they must find, have been interviewed by the police at some point. Like right? how isn't Duncan like she, if they haven't discovered his body yet and they went straight to Monte Carlo? Oh, I guess so. Yeah. So she flees. Richie says she left with some race car Formula driver Formula yeah. one driver <laughs> yeah oh god so first off they never establish they never successfully prove that he's the patone's the killer right now that has never been proven also the only piece of evidence they had was the earring and the only person who can tie the earring to patone has fled and we don't know whether or not the police were ever even made aware of this clue even if they were now it's too late that information <laughs> is useless yeah. without maya so they have nothing meanwhile <laughs> richie is under arrest for burglarizing that place and assaulting him and yeah. i guess threatening to kill him he has also stolen a gun which they found on him <laughs> like he yeah. is facing like serious hard fucking time at this point yeah and they're just like oh well we let him out of jail for some reason <laughs> like, like the, there's this weird shtick in the show where cops just give up like, yeah. they just decide they don't want to be a part of it anymore. So it's like, ah, oh, you can go home, kid. And it's like, you know what? Like, no, you yeah. are in deep shit. And we're going to come back to ask you who may have murdered this guy. Yeah. <laughs> who yeah. you just had a beef with. Beef with. Yeah. By the way, what were you doing the night this supermodel was killed? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and can we look at that sword, Mac? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so some interesting behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, in the DVD interview with Bill Panzer, so apparently this the woman that plays Maya was like a super famous Paris model. Wow. Uh, like that was like, I guess, a get for the show. Hmm. Um, the interview with him is really strange. He's just frustrated. He's like, yeah, people don't get how the industry works. Like she was scheduled to shoot for two days and then was like, I don't feel like coming in tomorrow. Like there's this photo shoot I feel like doing. And he was like, no. And she's like, yeah, but I want to do that. Can you just reschedule? He's like, no. Like, sorry, just a little fun tidbit. Wow. Uh, and then as far as the Watcher Chronicles go, uh, Gabriel Piton. He was born circa 1670 in France. Uh, his first death was in 1715 after robbing a chateau, and he was caught and hung. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to read some chronicles uh, from this episode, because these are pretty good, as usual. So this is the chronicle for Gabriel Puton. <sighs> Sadly, again, this is written by a fucking watcher. Sadly, the fall 1993 collection from the House of Piton will be its last. Say what you will about a man's moral or, morals or ethics, Gabrielle Piton's sense of style and an eye for feminine beauty enhanced generations of women. Ugh. Granted, enhanced? <laughs> granted, most of them were wealthy women, and many of them weren't quite as wealthy as they were before encountering 
encountering him. But Beethoven had the rare gift of making women feel truly beautiful. He made women happy. To many women, that's easily worth a strand of pearls or ruby pendants. What? <laughs> Until you realize that they've been stolen and that good experience you had is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Beethoven was drawn to beautiful things, especially expensive beautiful things he didn't own. Those beautiful things he claimed were his inspiration, and he needed to possess them. Sadly, for hot couture, supermodel Cynthia Hampton discovered his little secret and Beethoven silenced her. Now the fashion world must carry on without the inspiration of the best designer of this or any age. What is this? Is this like, this is a fashion column article? Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is nuts. Pitoad's watcher has an eye for fashion, I guess. So then Duncan's chronicle for like the, one of the flashbacks, it, it's, it says it's written by a different watcher because they, they all have like their authors listed here. Uh, but this reads just as like weird and judgy as the last <laughs> one where it was like, Duncan's a fucking idiot. <laughs> so this one says, although it's not my place to say so, I find I heartily disapprove of the company McLeod has been keeping. Duncan McLeod, as he has been chronicled, has been an upstanding gentleman for the most part. Now this repubate Piton has him drinking to all hours and carousing with whores. Today, Piton stole a valuable necklace from the Marchesa de Michelli, and McLeod helped, under, helped the scoundrel escape with great glee. I shudder to think what da down the road what... Uh, shit. <laughs> I shudder to think down what road to ruin Patone is leading him. It's like, what is this? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I yeah. really don't. But I get the impression Duncan's watchers are always rooting for him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I think this is a pretty decent episode, actually. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird one. There's a lot of really good things in it. I like the flashbacks. The flashbacks are very good. The fighting is pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, Duncan's training montage on the barge is great. <laughs> also, by the way, they just they just need to think more about these plots. Yeah, like, they really need to. Uh, Tess is almost like not in this episode, right? I feel She's like, essentially 100 percent not in it. Yeah. yeah, she like shows up at the fashion show, yeah. says almost nothing, and then plays chess with Richie for like three seconds. Yeah. Also, I don't think Richie can play chess. <laughs> Doesn't he beat her? He beats her. <laughs> well, he's teasing her. Like I don't think he beats her, but yeah. he like makes a good move, and she's like, "Oh, really?" Yeah, uh, they should be playing like checkers. <laughs> I think <laughs> something Richie's speed. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening to this episode. It was a fun one. Uh, make sure to like us on Facebook. Duh. Come on, how many times do we have to say this? Like us on Facebook, right? Do it. Write an iTunes review. Write us please. a review. Pretty please. Come on, there's 30 seconds at the end of these episodes, and you gotta hear me tell you what do what what you don't do is not. <laughs> what am I doing? What are you? I'm doing? losing my mind. <laughs> What you don't do. Anyway, uh, send us emails at Highlander Rewatched. Just any old email. <laughs> <laughs> Forward some cat picture. Ah, fuck you. Anyway, send us an email at Highlander Rewatched at gmail.com. Uh, make sure to like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Give us those those golden stars, baby. That's right. Um, actually, I think, is that the name of the cafe they eat at? The Gold Star Cafe? I don't know. I think it is. Mm. 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 Golden Corral. Ooh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, join us next week for episode number 20 of Engine Angel. I've been one of your rewatchers, Keith. I'm Kyle. Amen. Bye. See you. Bye bye. The TARDIS, if TARDIS and R2-D2 kissed. I don't think you know enough about Doctor Who to pull off this bit. Uh, <laughs> is Duncan a Time Lord? Uh, <laughs>